0: Welcome to another episode of Mental Health Mondays, where we talk to professionals that are in the mental health space, mental health advocates, or uh, those who experience or live with a mental health challenge. And I just want to remind you, as you jump on here, make sure you smash down that subscribe button tell all your friends share let's let's get this party rolling but I am so excited to bring up my friend Liz who is coming to us from London so let me add her in here hi
1: Liz thank you so much for joining me today you're more than welcome, Kelly. Coming from, I feel like I'm on a Eurovision Song Contest. I'm coming from London. <laughs> right. She's coming all the way from London.
0: <laughs> yeah. Definitely. How, how, what time, actually, what time is it there
1: right now? It's six o'clock in the evening, but it's still oh. light. It's still light. It doesn't get dark till about 10 o'clock, and I love it. I love it.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, it's been, I mean, in Colorado, probably about eight, eight, nine o'clock, and it's like throwing me off because I'm like, I should be in bed or something, but it's still bright outside.
1: (laughs) Excellent. So tell our audience a little bit about yourself. Yeah, certainly. Um, Okay, so I run my own mental health and well-being charity um, and extremely passionate about mental health and helping people with mental health. I'm a trained therapist as well, qualified therapist, more on the holistic side, actually, Um, and, um, so dealing with children and adults as well. And I also deliver training. So we do mental health first aid training in order to give people the confidence and, um, ability to spot signs and symptoms before a crisis develops. So, um, that's me. I also have my diagnosis is bipolar, but mainly psychosis. So I do a lot of talks, educating people with regards to psychosis because there's a big fear factor, Kelly, there's a big fear factor with psychosis. So.
0: Oh yeah, I remember, I mean, the first time that we talked, I was like, you're like my counterpart, but in in London, and because we do mental health first aid classes also here. And then I know you told me your story um, or your journey through psychosis. Um, do you want to tell a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, certainly. I mean, my I was first diagnosed back in 2003, um, I knew what the depression was because I'd been in clinical depression. um, So I knew what that was based on trauma, things like that, not not opening up, not talking about it, you know, suppressing it for years. But then the other end of the psychosis was where I lost rationalisation, thinking that I had superpowers um, and I had to be sectioned to actually prevent myself from taking my own life, but not knowing that was going to happen. Um, if that makes sense, because I didn't realise that I would have done because i just lost rationalisation. So I was sectioned, um, subsequently sectioned numerous times um, because in denial um, about the diagnosis. And bearing in mind back in 2003, mental health wasn't as talked about as it, as it is now. Um, so there's a lot of stigma, a lot of judgement, um, and I hid away for about five years. Um, and, uh, yeah. I've got sectioned five years after that as well every year, uh, but not understanding my, yeah, my psychosis. But I've done a lot of research over the last, what, 21 years, and I now know, you know, in my belief, what psychosis is, but also retrained as a therapist that support other people with regards to that as well, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. No, I mean... I know the experience of psychosis. I mean, you're out of your mind, not knowing what's happening. And I know when you and I talked that first time, you said that somebody recorded you and Mm -hmm. or at one point you were recorded because you didn't actually understand what was happening. And so going back and potentially watching that, um,
1: have you done that yet? Or I know the last time we talked, you're like, I don't know if I want to or not, or do you know what, Kelly, it's very interesting because um, we want to run like some educational videos on psychosis so people can actually see what I am like, that I can hold down a perfectly, you know, um, a good job, but also see the other side of me when I have been in psychosis. And I have not as yet had the confidence to watch it because I think, I don't know, It's it's quite... When you are in psychosis, it can be one of the most frightening experiences, but also a state of euphoria. And within that psychotic episode, I was fluctuating between the two with paranoia, um, euphoria. So I haven't had the confidence, I must admit, to watch it. But I will, I will, because my partner recorded it, which is good, because then people will see the the two and probably be quite taken back to think, oh, my goodness, was that really Liz? You know? Mm
0: Mm. Yeah, I know. Um, and I think I had told you about this, but I in when I was going to school and in my psychology class and abnormal psychology, we had a woman that she came in and told her story about postpartum psychosis that mm. she experienced. And um, I mean, it <clears throat> it unfortunately led to an event where she killed two of her children And for her, like she goes out and speaks about it now because Mm. I feel like all of us know postpartum depression, but psychosis Mm. is something that we don't talk enough about. Mm. And the thing that I love, we both do mental health first aid classes and they're talking more in those classes now about psychosis, which I Mm. think is really important. So um, understanding how you can shift and really truly you're out of your mind mm. it's just the experience that you don't understand what's happening and then coming or going through that and being able to share your experience I think is
1: really important too mm. oh 100 and there is a big fear factor and the media doesn't help I must admit um, however, if we do, and I'm so pleased that lady is talking out, um, because that must that must have been hard for her to do that, um, especially like what you've what you what you've said. Um, but I get it because I've experienced it, and um, I, I suppose when someone talks about it, you'd understand from their perspective or what they were going through, what happened. Does that make sense? So because they're you know when someone portrays it or the media portrays it you don't know the full story or you don't know what's going on and um i think that's very brave for that lady to actually speak out massively yeah and i know
0: i mean in the united states i feel like here it's a little bit more like it's kind of like this mainstream thing now right like we're all talking about mental Mm -hmm. health we're all talking about why it's important and Mm -hmm. um i think that's great but I also feel like there's those underlying things that we're still not having the conversation about. And I know when you and I spoke before um, London, it's it's there, but like Mm. it's almost this like unspoken, like they still haven't broken through that barrier of starting to talk
1: about any of it, really. Mm. Mm. It's getting better, Kelly, massively. We have noticed a shift, especially since Covid. Mm-hmm. um there are more people talking out but there's still a long way to go um still a long way to go and we found that here especially in the UK or in where I I live just outside london um mental health has gone through the roof like people are get, being triggered um and they've never experienced mental health challenges in their life and now all of a sudden they have so people are talking out but it needs to be encouraged and also we need to encourage people without judgement and i think that's one of the biggest things when you it's all well talking about it, like you said, Kelly, but I think it's really important to actively listen as well. We have time to talk day, but you need to listen to what people are saying and without judgment. And when we do our mental health first aid training, that's one of the biggest things um, that we talk about is no judgment.
0: Yeah. And I know that's probably, I mean, when I remember when I first took my, the first class, right. And I was like, no judgment. I was like, that sounds so easy, but then actually doing <laughs> that, it's so hard because I know at least as, well, as humans, I feel like we're conditioned to listen to respond instead of just listening and then not judging, like based mm. off of our experiences with others. And so, yeah, I think that's so important. I always, every time I teach those classes, I'm like, nonjudgmental, nonjudgmental, you know, so I'm not <laughs> you lock both-
1: uh, do you know what, Kelly? You're right, because we are, as humans, conditioned. It's called unconscious bias, where automatically, without us even thinking, we make up our own opinion of the way that why the, the person, the way they are dressed, by the way they look, before they've even opened their mouth. And you think, why has that just happened in my brain? I didn't even control that oh, my goodness, that's so unfair. So I think you're right. It's the way we're wired. It's the same sort of concept, the way we're wired. And you'll understand this with psychology is that we're wired to think negatively. And it's very hard to challenge that negative thought process and to think in a positive, from a positive perspective, you know?
0: Yeah. And that's a great point, too. I know even with all the training that I have and all the certifications, right, the understanding of my emotions and everything, I still know that I get in those negative cycles too. And even with every resource that I have possible, I myself start to just start looping, right? It's like, I can't get myself out of this loop, but I know how to, I'm just not doing it. And Mm -hmm. so I think that's important too, is like these negative cycles that we, our thoughts start going into and how do Mm -hmm. we get out of that, um, and or find the resources to be able to do that. So yeah, that's also a really great point, too.
1: Mm. Well, I I often say when, um, when we do the training, or, you know, therapy, that the overwhelming thought that mindfulness is very good. I I mean, I teach that. And I've, and people, I often hear people say, Oh, I can't meditate. I can't do this. But, the more you practice it, I always say, did you learn to ride a bike when you were younger? Did you learn an instrument? Did you, do you drive? And they, and they say, yes. And I said, well, what did you do? And they went, well, practice. I said, well, it's the same concept. When you realize how powerful the mind is and how much, when you do learn to control it rather than let it control you and how it manifests physically in, you know, in your body, you would spend so much more time looking after it like self-care and you know walking out in nature and i know it sounds cheesy kelly and i know it sounds it does when i would sometimes teach my mindfulness and say look smell the shampoo when you have a shower you know or watch and and people go yeah right on these but it does work because it's about not only training your body it's about mm-hmm. training your mind and and it does sound really but it is about training your thought process to bring it back down so you can manage the challenges that come our way and things like that. And you've got the capacity in your like, mind to cope with what's coming your way. Because it does. Mm. Daily life is a challenge, isn't it?
0: Yeah. No, I love – I mean <clears> – <throat> that just made my brain, I was just thinking about my son. Every time he takes a shower, he loves the smell of his shampoo. And so every time I like lather it up and he's like, let me smell it. And so I yeah. let him smell it. And so, yeah, it is. I mean, I didn't ever think of it in that way. So yeah, that even triggered. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's really great. You know, it's like those small things it, it doesn't have to be like this large thing that you do every single day. It can be just those simple, small things
1: exactly Kelly, and you can actually incorporate it into your daily life so you just do it rather than like what you've just said with your son which is fantastic is having a shower rather than worry about what's going to be what you're having for dinner or what's coming next Is like you just said smell the shampoo so he's doing it because he's using part of his senses in order to train his mind to bring him back to the present moment and that's what it's all about which is fantastic
0: yeah yeah. I'm like smell my shampoo more often you know um I know another thing so I when we had originally talked um especially like in the UK and London uh mental health there's such a stigma around it and so I know you had told
1: me that you use the word uh minds right Mm. instead of mental health Mm. so I when I do deliver my training, I always say to people um, who has it was, it was quite uh, um, I did a talk the other day, actually, to the um, this group. And I said, right, who has mental health here? One person put their hand up and I went, right, well, let me just change this for you. And they all looked at me and went like, I said, you'll have it. And they all went, what? And I went, remove the word mental because there's a lot of judgment and stigma in the world mental because of past like crazy. You know, you have to be locked up and replace it with mind mind health and they all went oh yeah and it was like a a realization I I do have mental health because it is about emotions it's about feelings and behaviors and we all have it the whole world has mental health there's a very big difference between mental ill health so um yeah it's quite it's quite interesting when I do say um and I, I remember I did it to a class of children uh bless them they were between the ages of five and 10 I think And I said, who has mental health here? And they were like, oh, I'm not sure. Anyway, this one one girl, she's only six, she went, you should all put your hands up. She goes, because we all have mental health. And I was like, my goodness, who is this child? Who is this child? Who knows? (laughs) It was hilarious. And she actually said, because we all have minds. And I went, bravo. Do you know what I mean? Bravo.
0: (laughs) you're like can you just follow me around can you like be in my audience everywhere yeah,
1: <laughs> That's it, awesome. was just fantastic. it was fantastic and also another thing I just want to share, uh, share Kelly sorry you'll have to stop me talking because I'll just go off no you're um, good it's <laughs> um, about communication and language I find that this changes on a daily basis and um, I use what's called and I've nicked this off someone the toothpaste challenge right the toothpaste challenge Kelly so basically what you do is you if you want to talk about the communication, hours, you talk about toothpaste challenge. So you get a pot of like toothpaste and the challenge is you squeeze it out. And the challenge is, is to get the toothpaste back up into the tube. Right. And people go, well, you can't. And I went, exactly. So I say the the, the the analogy with this is think before you speak, because when it comes out of your mouth and if it's judgmental or negative, you can't take it back. And they're like, oh, my goodness. I love using analogies, Kelly. Honestly, serious, I love it.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. I mean, I I know, like, the first time we talked, I never thought of, like, the mind's health, right, instead Ooh. of mental health. And so that was super eye-opening for me. And I was like, oh, that's brilliant. And Ooh. then, yeah, I love the, the toothpaste challenge because it's true. Like, you can't get the toothpaste back in the tooth, <laughs> in the <laughs> container. So, yeah, if you think about the words that you're using, yeah. like although you could say sorry, or you can like try to say a different word or whatever, but it still
1: is never going to go back to where it was. So yeah, I love that also. No, I know. It's just language is very important. And when I speak to adults, um, because the suicide rate is extremely high in men over the age of 40. um, And we talk about language. And then I said, well, when we were younger, and even myself, you know, you know, the language was stop crying, stop being a crybaby, pull your socks up and things like that. So no wonder, you know, people are thinking, well, my emotions, I shouldn't be showing them, especially with men as well. And now it's the language that was I was brought up with. Um, and now they're expected to share things. And it's not easy. You know, it's not easy to talk about how they feel or because of what perhaps they've been grown up with, the language that was used. Um, so it makes a huge has a huge effect so people don't realize you know
0: yeah we just so we just had our our annual film festival in may and we had a film actually that was called sticks and stones and it was all about like men and their like grow up suck up be a man like all these words and it was it was an animation but it was all about like the male um um like masculinity like what does masculinity mean and it was really impactful, especially like my fiance, right? Like he very much grew up with that, like suck it up, get over it, right? The mentality of military Mm -hmm. family. Mm -hmm. And so that actually, that film was really impactful for him to see and hear the words that can potentially affect you Mm -hmm. from your parents saying them to you when you're little, And then what's your identity? Like it really was centered around identity. So yeah, that's, I mean, that's really important too, is the words that we say to ourselves, the words that we say to others. And that's something that I always talk about is um, it,
1: it really can affect you. So how do we shift from that negative into that positive? So yeah, no, definitely Kelly. And uh, I'll have to watch that because um, that saying is so true. Sticks and stones are i break my bones, but names will never hurt me. And I'm thinking, yes, they do. Names do hurt you. I remember when I was younger, Kelly, literally I was the tallest in my class. I had no boobs and I was called a lanky streak of piss, fried eggs and everything. And I was bullied. Cheers for that one. Um, You know, so lacked confidence, insecurities like you wouldn't believe. And the names I was called, yes, they did hurt My goodness. So what a what a fantastic that someone's done it in an animation. You know, I think it's brilliant.
0: Yeah, I'll definitely I'll send you a link and you can watch it. It's pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) So tell me a little bit more about your organization or tell the folks.
1: Yes. Okay. so we are a local based charity and we deal with coaching, mentoring, delivering training, any kinds of training, mental health first aid, but also well-being like confidence, assertiveness. Anxiety, you know, anything to help people with their mind health, um, but also their physical as well. So we do a lot of dance. We work with other dance instructors. We do creative art workshops, combined dance, healing. So I'm I'm a holistic therapist, but also I'm a, a crystal and Reiki healer. So I love all the spiritual stuff. Oh, my goodness. I absolutely love it um and also what else do we deliver my goodness workshops we do family workshops so a parent's working with their children um because I think it's very important that they do do that and integrate um because if we do work with children we need to get the parents involvement as well because then they can work together as a unit and it can and they can continue after the workshops in order to sort of carry it on in their everyday life um mm-hmm. so yeah and I do events. We're trying to arrange. You'll have to come over, Kelly. We're trying to arrange a wellbeing festival next year, um, and I want it to be no judgment, free your mind. So everybody from every background, you know, inclusivity, diversity. Come on, let's let's get involved and be yourself. Be be your true self, you know, um, and speak your truth. So. Uh,
0: yeah, that would be amazing. Yes, definitely. Let me know when you're going to be doing that for sure. Yeah, <laughs> that's all. I I know that the first time when we talked and we met, I was like, man, you know, like it really showcases that there's no borders, right? Like mental health spans the whole United States, and I know that we're all having very similar experiences across the board. It doesn't matter if you're in UK, if you're in um, Germany, Australia, wherever you are, the United States, right? Like we're all starting to really come around to this idea that it is important to understand and be mindful with mm. everything that we do. And so, yeah, I think the more of us that can talk about it, the more of us that can get educated, the more things, and I love that you use the like creative arts, like dances hundred mm-hmm. percent my thing. So, mm-hmm. um, I definitely, I think that the movement of body and energy and all of that is just really incredible. So I'm so glad that you have your own charity that you're able to provide all these services.
1: Yeah, no, thank you, Kelly. And do you know what? I love it. I'm so passionate. I was in the corporate field for years and I think COVID gave me the confidence. I mean, heads the Mind's been around for years, but it's, it's always been voluntary. So I've worked with the NHS here, the police as well, but it's always been voluntary. And I think... COVID gave me the confidence to think, you know, I need to follow my passion. So I applied for charity. It did take me a year, but I was not giving up. Um, but now it's been running for over a year now. It's a year and a half. And um, I absolutely love it because we can see we're making a difference to people's lives. Um, and it's so important to me, having lived experiences, as well, been there and been through it, and also now I can help others um, in order to show them that with the right kind of support and tools and techniques you can and we'll get through it. It might be a little bit of a long journey. It might be baby steps. um, And it's not easy. Um, It's not easy. And it it can be extremely challenging. And you might take 10 steps back before you take some forward. But never, ever give up. Please, please, please never give up. um, Because I wouldn't be where I was today without the support of my family and friends, but also believing in myself as well. So a lot of it is work on yourself and self-reflection as well.
0: Yeah, no, that's, I think all of that is just so much goodness. (laughs) And I know that personally, I mean, BCC Evolution offers mental health first aid USA version. And then um, if, I mean, I've done a couple podcasts like in the UK and I always like, I'm like, I know somebody that does it in the UK. So, cause there are different versions depending on where you're at. So you're definitely my my go-to person, if I have anybody that wants to learn more about mental health in general um, and then I mean I love being able to collaborate across the board anyways and I love to come out to London like <laughs> you I know. You not been
1: there Kelly have you not been to London? <laughs>
0: No, I have never. The farthest I've been is um, like the islands. So, I mean, Hawaii is U.S., but the
1: Virgin Islands and the British Islands are the farthest I've ever been. So Oh, my goodness. You're going to have to come over. I mean, I traveled the States when I was younger, when I was 21, long time ago. But it was beautiful. I absolutely loved it. And I went to Colorado. I absolutely love it. But um, the U.K. has got so much history. There's so much. You'll have to come over 100 percent. But also, it's really interesting that you said about mental health. I stayed in the different in the U.S. and the U.K. UK because I work with some global companies and now I've got your details and I've clocked them. I will um, use your service for, cause they've got offices in the U S so nice. I can use your services. Yeah.
0: So we can collaborate. Yeah. Yeah. We can, we can. <laughs> yeah I just actually um, last month got my teen certification. And so, um, so I have adult youth, and the teen certification at this point because I really want to get into school. So yes. Yeah. That's fantastic,
1: but, Kelly. Fantastic.
0: Really good. Yeah. We'll definitely have to
1: collaborate on that
0: level. Mm. Um, So any, I mean, any final words or things that you want to share tips, tricks? I mean, I know nobody likes anybody's
1: advice, but you never know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I suppose it's about, it's also about helping yourself. Um, you know, when I, we do our therapy, um, we suggest or we recommend different management, you know, tools and techniques. Um, we do talking therapy, but also we do more of the um, subconscious mind work. But it is about helping yourself. There's no point. I always I'm very open and direct, especially with my therapy. And I say to someone, look, I can help you. I can support you. But if you don't help yourself as well. I might as well be talking to a brick wall, um, and so it is about listening to people and taking on board what what resonates with you um, and what works for you because we are all different, we're all unique. Um, you know, I've done a lot of therapy in my time—CBT, counselling. Oh my goodness, oh, the, the, I can't even list it down. I'm going to roll it all out, but it's what works for you. And some things did work, some things didn't. So it's finding a therapist who you get on with, who you can build rapport with, but also what works for you. But I would recommend if you are feeling that you're alone, you're not alone, talk out. Because believe me, since I've been speaking out, you realise that there's so many paid people that go through challenges. They might be different, but you're not alone. Um, And ignore people if they're going to be judgmental. That's just their bag. It's not you. You carry on shining your light and making a difference in this world because it, you do. Um, and, you know, I'm more than happy to support anyone who's listening in the UK or even in the US. You know, um, I do like the US 100 percent. I love it when I travel there. So, um, yeah, I
0: No, you're good. Do you do you have clients from across the world or do you mainly in the
1: UK? Uh, it's mainly in the UK. However, I do deal with people in the, um, the UK, US as well, um, as in I speak to them. Not so much, not so much therapy. No, because it's UK. I suppose our charity is UK. But I have different partnerships in different parts of the US. So, okay. Yeah. Ah, that's and other countries as well. Going global, awesome. Kelly. Going global, going global. don't go global did you say i said no i'm going global oh yes yes
0: go global
1: i was like don't go global yeah no definitely because you can connect you can do like a little connect with yourself in the u.s and then you can do someone else and if we're all like-minded spreading the word and raising awareness and making a difference then it's meant to be isn't it you know
0: yeah i know (laughs) i feel like the more of us that we can just get together that I mean, we can definitely make an impact across the board. So yes, absolutely. Yeah. So if anybody wants to find you, how can they find you and more about
1: your organization? Okay. So we are on Facebook. We're also on Instagram. Can't get my head around Instagram at the moment. Someone said to me to do TikTok and I was like, Oh, I I was like, what's going on on TikTok? Um, And they went, Oh, you'd be great. I was like, really? Um, So website, is number 2 mindscouk but yeah we're on facebook and instagram um and linkedin as well so but that's more me on linkedin um so yeah please reach out and um, i'm more than happy um we also have on our website share and care where people share their stories Um, so if anyone wants to have their blog and share their story it will help other people Um, And we do work with other charities. We work with other organizations. We work with other therapists. So if you want to be part of the charity or on the website, um, then please let me know because we're more than happy to spread the love. Yeah. (laughs) And I did,
0: I dropped all of your links and everything in the comments below. So um, if anybody wants to reach out to Liz, please reach out to her, check out her charity. Um, Again, we're like counterparts in different sides of the world, but we're all coming together for the same message and the same overall need or to fill the need of mental health or mind health. So yeah. (laughs) Well, Liz, I really, really appreciate you jumping on with me today. And any last final words?
1: No, just thank you very much, Kelly, for uh, reaching out and uh, good luck with your show. I do think you do a fantastic, fantastic job. And send me that video. I'd like to look at the, um, you know, the film Sticks and Stones.
0: Yes, definitely. I will. Thank you so much. I appreciate you joining me. That's all right. Thank you. (laughs) All right, y'all. That was another amazing Mental Health Mondays with Liz coming from London. Sounds like a game show, right? Um, But I think what is important here is that, um, again, mental health is it doesn't have any borders. We all have mental health. Um, not all of us have a mental health disorder or illness, um, but those that do can share their experience and their journey. And I think that is just even more important than just talking about it. And like Liz says, non-judgmental. Like as much as you can listen non-judgmentally, that is super important. Um, I love the mind health mental health because there's so much stigma. Um, so that's always stuck with me ever since the first time I talked to her. So I am just so blessed that she was able to jump on and share her journey, her experience, and her charity. And again, uh, we are here every single Monday at 11 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. We talk to guests who are professionals in the mental health space, those who experience or live with a mental health challenge, or mental health advocates. And you can be a guest on our show too. All you have to do is reach out. All of the information is below. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, smash down that button, Uh, tell all your friends about it. And we, again, BCC Evolution is a 501c3 nonprofit, and we bring all of this education to you and these shows and everything, but we can't do it alone. So Only with $20 or more per month, you can become a warrior for mental health yourself and show the world that you too are an advocate for mental health and you get these cool shirts. So why not? Uh, Find more information below and I will see you next week. Bye y'all.